Friday, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. And here we are. And I'm on... I must be muted. What's going on? Oh, there we go. All right. I turned my volume up a little bit. Joe's not here, so like the 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 sound... I actually hit record already and messed it up because he's hit the button every single time and I messed it up. So then I had to like go back in and, oh my goodness, this is a, this is a nightmare without him. Uh, he's not far though. He can hear me talking. He's making us coffee, but we're on kind of a time crunch today. So we thought it'd be funny, like Joe's not here, you know, and then I have to sit here and like kind of like a challenge, like talk to no one but I'm talking to all of you but essentially I'm just sitting here talking to myself and it is it is challenging to not just start talking about like things I see on the table or um, random words that come up into my brain like deer and elk and coffee yeah see it just I just fall right into it but we this podcast we're going to have some some news. We have news to share, and I'm not going to start sharing it without Joe like getting over here. Actually, I'm noticing now his mic isn't even plugged in. Like he's gonna have to plug in his mic, put on his headphones, and he's just shaking cream right now. He's taking his sweet time because he thinks it's funny that I'm over here by myself. And so we have news, and that's like the teaser to like stick around because we're gonna be sharing like we we have. Let's see, one, two three, like four things we really want to share with all of you. But I think we're going to start the the talk today by talking about when you're a Montanan and you you travel elsewhere in the country or or maybe even the world or whatever. We'll see where the conversation goes. But when you travel elsewhere, because I just got back from a trip, trip to Orlando, Florida, and you know, a couple of things, but mainly like how we perceive the rest of the country when we travel and how the rest of the country kind of perceives us and, you know, like, like what our interpretations of all of that is for, and so this is, this will be fun for the Montanans that are listening. And then, you know, I hope also fun for the non-Montanans listening because you're bound to meet somebody from Montana in your life. Like that, that's going to happen at some point. If you're outside of Montana and you, uh, you venture and talk to people, eventually you're going to meet somebody that's, you know, either been to Montana or is from Montana. And when I was, when I was in Florida with my wife, there was a couple times twice when we were, we were sitting in a hot tub, uh, you know, an outdoor hot tub. And there was, uh, other people in the hot tub. And so then you start like introducing yourself and where are you from and all this stuff. Welcome, Joe. Hey, everybody. You, you caught up on the conversation? <laughs> yeah. So you good? You're, okay. you're introducing yourself in a hot tub as yep. a Montanan. As a Montanan. Yep, and yep. so, there, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of the, I, I take it to heart when people say, um, and this is funny as a podcaster, but when people say like, um, Oh, what is the phrase? Don't talk a lot or people will know you're dumb. What, that's not what it is, though. That's like the oh. point of it. Um, speak. Yeah, like fools say lots of things and wise people only choose yeah, few words more or like whatever. Yeah, it's more like a proverb. There's one that's like... Uh, I think it is a proverb, yeah. Open your mouth and you're, keep your mouth closed and nobody knows. Anyway, I don't usually speak 
with strangers, except for like a hello and maybe being nice to them and asking them questions. Mm-hmm. I don't really just start divulging who I am and what I am without them. Like if, if they don't ask me, they're definitely not interested. Right, right. But there's a lot of people that just immediately, they're just like, yeah, I'm from here. I do this, I'm that, you know, and they just like, I, I'm not that person. Yeah. So the second time we were in the hot tub in particular, we were at night. It was a night before we left. It's dark outside, uh, a little chilly, but you're in the hot tub. So it's, it's, oh, I don't know. It's like the best time in the hot tub. Oh yeah. The hot like, and cold. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just great. And I also had a, a fruity, you know, when you're in like Orlando or Hawaii or some kind of like warm climate, they have like the fruity mixed drink things you can get like icy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a margarita yeah. or daiquiri. Yeah. But this one was like, I don't know, a, a, a Florida cyclone or something. You know, I don't know what it was called, but oh, a yeah, okay. little yeah. bit of banana in it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Okay. It was good. And so I'm like munching on the pineapple uh, wedge that they put on there. Yeah. And, for and an extra the, three bucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't anything extra. <laughs> and I didn't even, I charged it to some random person's room. Oh, perfect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I charged it to my room. But, uh, so then they, they were sitting in the hot tub for probably 15 minutes as these three other couples are just talking. And my wife and I like kind of walk in, in the middle of a conversation. We learned that, you know, some people are from West, no, Missouri and some other people are from like Colorado. Colorado, like Denver area. And then finally, I can't remember who was like, Hey, you know, how long you guys been in Florida? Where are you from? You know, those, those kind of typical questions. And we say Montana. Uh It's so you get one or two reactions. One is like, Oh, you know, like, like it's just like if you said you were from anywhere, it's just like an average, but 75 plus percent of the time people get excited. Oh, Montana. Montana. So though, They'll immediately go, I've, I want to go there. I've been there, you know, something along those lines of like they, and maybe it's just a natural thing to just relate, but I've just noticed with Montana, if I told people I'm from Georgia, it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is. I don't, when you say Georgia, I'm like, oh, do you you like peaches? I guess. (laughs) Right. I know, I know one thing about Georgia. But when you say Montana, like they, (laughs) they think about Yellowstone, they think about Glacier, our two national parks, which Yellowstone is mainly Wyoming. Yeah. We have such a small portion, but we kind of claim all of Yellowstone. We got like the militia. We got the Unabomber. The Unabomber. Yep. But they, they always, always say something about either if they've been there before, I've been to this place or that's on our bucket list. You know, something along those lines where like, I want to be there. We're like an Alaska junior as far as bucket list places. Well, and it's easier than Alaska to a lot of people because you can like, you know, you can drive there. Not that you can't drive to Alaska. People do it, but it's just, it seems. It's like across another country. Yeah. You gotta, (laughs) you gotta go through two border crossings and stuff. There's no border crossings in Montana. And, um, so, so anyway, we, we get into the conversation a little bit. My wife and I essentially, you know, this is a, this is our 20 year uh, being married. Yeah. Uh, it's not until the summer, it's not until, um, July 20th that we'll be married for 20 years, but it's like our year. And so we kind of share that like 10 or 15 minutes later, the one guy said, ah, I can't stop picturing both of you in cowboy hats. Where are they? Why don't you have them on? <laughs> and so when someone's comfortable enough, they bring up cowboy boots, horses, yep. and cowboy hats. Yep. Right? They do. Yeah. And um, I, I own a cowboy hat. Like, I've tried to play cowboy. Not tried. I've been in a country band. I play country music. I've probably used that hat once. 
I think on stage just one time. And then I've, and I use it in my backyard when I'm cutting grass sometimes mm-hmm. where no one can see me because mm. I don't feel right in it. You know, I feel like, I feel like I'm riding a Harley in flip flops. Like that ain't right. Right. And that, that's how, so I, I don't know how it is when you're from another state and what you feel like just everybody from Montana has the right to wear a cowboy hat or it's issued to you in the mail when yeah, you get here. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I've tried on many cowboy hats. Um, my grandpa, who I feel has the right, he was in you know the sheriff's department and mm-hmm. rode horses and did different things. Like like he has the right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm driving a, a Dodge around. I've never owned a bigger animal than like a Labrador Retriever. I've 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 that's called calving. I've calved once, where you like brand and immunize and castrate young cattle well you got your montana card stamped there yeah. my friend yep I've, I've done i've done that <laughs> once twice i've done it twice and but I, don't, I just don't feel that gives me the right to then every day wear a cowboy hat no i really want to come back to this cowboy hat thing i'm a hat person kind of in the same way but okay so so what happened in the conversation we're in the hot tub oh oh no well, that's all i was gonna say is so like, like those are like the typical oh, things is like yeah they got to the point where they got relaxed and they enough. got relaxed enough then they had to bring mm. up cowboy hat i remember when i so I, I was born in Montana, a little town called Belgrade, near where when Joe and I took a trip to Bozeman, mm-hmm. we passed through and saw my grandma in Belgrade. It's just outside of Bozeman. Just outside. Yeah. Outside. <laughs> uh, eight miles. Uh, and so anyway, I, I then, uh, my dad, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before. My dad was in the Air Force. So I was born in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. He was going to college when I was born. My, my parents weren't married. And when he found out, you know, he's got a kid now, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'll sign up for the military. Okay. And he joined the Air Force so he could see the world. They stationed him where we are now. Nice. In Great Falls. So oh. then I moved to Great Falls, I don't know, till like second grade. Wow. And then I moved, uh, my dad, so this is the part I'm not sure if I've shared before, maybe like episode one or two or three or something like way back there. But Mm -hmm. my dad was allergic to bees and he was at, there's a lake here called Holter Lake. Oh, you have shared this. Okay. I have. And he, he, as he was jumping into this cold lake, Mm -hmm. he got stung by a bee and it made him allergic to the cold. cold. So so weird. So weird. Right. Yeah. And so he was then medically discharged from the military, from the air force. And then we had to move down South. Yeah. So then I remember being asked almost, Every time I, I made it to a new grade. So I was there from like second to eighth grade and second to seventh grade. Yeah. So for five years, that first day of school, when they're like, where are you from? How long you been here? What'd you do for summer break? I have to bring up Montana. Uh-huh. They always bring up horses, cowboy hats, cowboy boots. Do you guys even have color TV? <laughs> you know, like things yeah, like that, yeah. right? Like, and they're, and you're not kidding. Like it's very, they always oh, say, yeah, it's they not, don't think we have power here. Yeah. It's almost in not a joking <laughs> manner. Do you, did they like still bring your mail by horse? Yeah. You know, um, do you pump your own water out of a well? Yeah. I mean, some of us do. Some of us do. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like there's probably somewhere that mail is still delivered by horseback. There's, you know, yeah. in Montana, like, and not because of necessity, but out of like just tradition and, and wanting to still do that. They probably mm. deliver 
maybe Mailed necessity in like a mountain town that's like impassable yep. but yep. i'm not even familiar with where that would be so <laughs> somewhere near like kalispell glacier <clears throat> glacier national park so and so that was so we got to go back to the cowboy hats now. yeah at least the big three and we can start with the hats so it's okay. like the the hats the cowboy boots mm -hmm. and i guess the horses like do you guys all have horses with yeah. wagons and stuff yeah. like that yeah um the hats so i moved here when i was in the sixth grade oh hold on yeah the coffee was worth the wait. Thanks, man. It's good. Thanks. All right. Drive on. <laughs> I moved here in the sixth grade, and I was I was literally expecting everyone to be in a cowboy hat. Mm. And uh, out out in the valley, out in Sims and Sun River uh, Valley, outside of Great Falls here, there is a large contingent of people that dress in cowboy hats and cowboy boots and the whole nine. But then... There's totally regular kids too that just wanted thought they were going to be rappers and all kinds of sagging our pants. Did you sag your pants? Oh. I, there is a picture of me sagging my pants, walking down the uh, walking down the hallway in great in Sims Montana Sims Montana High School, walking down the hallway with like my my hair down to my my cheekbones, you know, split down the sides, and then um, my my plaid shirt only buttoned on the top button oh yeah and then also sagging my pants yeah so while i will say yes the stereotypes do they they're here i was not the only one i was the dorky one of those people there was like a whole hierarchy of people sagging their pants yep that i was hoping to get you know get into that click somehow yeah, yeah. by knowing all of the words to the snoop dog song you know where he spells his name out, S N O P. <laughs> but anyways, fast forward. I love hats. D O double G. D O double G. S N O double G. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I love hats. Like when I got into uh, so and so, as I found out, there's more than one cowboy hat. Like, oh yeah. There's. Yeah. I looked into the different styles. There's one called the gambler. There's one called the the whatever gallon hat. Ten ten gallon. Hat. Oh man. There's the top hat looking one. There's oh my gosh. And there's the, the derby looking one. The, the one that's a little bit smaller. Flat build. Then they're also like made out of different things too. Because you can get like the 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 straw grass looking ones. You can right? get one for twenty bucks, or you can get one. For twenty thousand dollars, right? Or right. <laughs> yeah, made of that beaver pelt mm -hmm. hide or whatever mm -hmm. mink. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yep. yeah. So you start to learn that, and then you're like, "Hey, I mean, I live in Montana. I'm forced to listen to country music because that's all that's available. Th I mean, if I'm thinking about it, even now, if you want to listen to our public radio stations, you've got classic rock, country, and Christian to choose from, mm -hmm. and." Every now and again, there'll be a hip-hop station that will come in and out of business. <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm not sure if it's right now I'm insulting them and they're, you know, mad at me or they're out of business right now and they're not hearing this <laughs> or whatever. And I apologize either way, but you know it's true. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So... I wanted to try one on. I, I looked and I'm like looking at myself like, you can't just wear a cowboy hat. Well, I mean, you can. But here... It was weird to wear a cowboy hat and not also have a Western shirt and, and Wrangler jeans, specifically the cowboy boot cut ones that are kind of wider at the bottom so you can fit the huge. But they're still kind of skinny leg jeans. Yeah, they fit. Yeah, it's. You can yeah. see the outline of every ripple and muscle in the leg, in the upper thigh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is where all 
I'll leave that one. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone, I mean, and if you're wearing those in, back in those days, if you were cool, I mean, you had that circle in the back pocket for your skull, mm-hmm. right? Copenhagen skull. It, I'm yep. sorry, Copenhagen. That's right. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah. It was the straight cut or the whatever the worst one is for you. That was the, the one. The snuff. Yeah. Copenhagen the snuff. stuff that would just that when like, you put it in your mouth, it like just like dissipated all over your mouth. You just, it became a part oh, of you. It was the worst. Yeah. But that's what you had to have if you wore a cowboy hat, Wrangler jeans, a Western shirt with the with the white buttons. Yeah. Right? Like the Ooh, pearl the essence. Pearl, yes. Like white buttons on it. Yeah. And then like your shirt can just yep. off. It's not a button shirt. I mean, it's buttons, but it's not the put through the whole buttons. It's the snap buttons. Yeah. And so you can just yes. take it off. So if you can picture, I mean, the stereotype of stereotypes, like the people that you're thinking about, like mix the most Western person you can think of with a lot of the cast of the original napoleon dynamite or so so okay so i haven't watched the show yellowstone nor i we need to do that Mm -hmm. like as montanans we kind of need to and and it's one of those things where both you and i agree everybody's watching it right now Mm -hmm. i don't want to then i don't want to do that yeah but we kind of need to because I'm pretty sure we could reference that show right now to say this character is the one that's the stereotypical dude. That is the perfect segue. Thank you, Brian. Yes. Because what we're thinking about, what we're doing right now is we're giving you what we're, I mean, loosely we're calling this, what do Montanans really think about this subject? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what do Montanans really think about cowboy hats? Well, what I'm telling you is, some of us want to wear them, but we're not cowboys. <laughs> right, right. Joe and I fall into the category of we would wear them. Yeah. Because they're kind of cool. And yeah. I have, I was just talking to my wife today. Mm-hmm. Uh, she bought a new hat. I I kind of can't because I have so many hats. Like, And I'm a hat guy. Just like baseball caps. I'm so much a hat guy mm-hmm. that like we had to wait an extra month for our logo because I'm like, can we please have a hat on it? Right? You remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right? right. Like, that's how much of a hat guy I am. I just love hats. Yes. And so a cowboy hat would just fit it right so, into my repertoire. It's so cool. And here's what I don't understand, actually, while we're on the cowboy hat thing. Like, how do they drive in their trucks and not, like... The hat hit, usually comes on. Hit the back of their... Not all the time. Hit the back of the, the, the hat on the seat. Like, how does that not happen? You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm thinking it comes off while you're in the you're in the truck. They like. I mean, you got to like be a, right. There's like a move that you take the hat off, set it on the like center. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a bench seat truck, yeah. it's probably a 1970s Chevy. You're setting it in the middle of the bench seat. Mm-hmm. If your girlfriend's with you, she's sitting there. You put it over there. Also, as you do that, you pull mm-hmm. the Copenhagen out, set it on the dash. Yeah, the straight Copenhagen snuff. Yep. 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 And and so and you had your Mountain Dew. So we're going to start a segment when, oh, so I don't know how to kind of like build all this news together, but we're just going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. We're going to one episode a week. Yeah. We're going to one episode a week for good reason. Yeah. For good reason. And so we had to say that to then kind of build into how this, these two things kind of segue together is we're going to work on, on the effort we put into two podcasts we're still going to give that same effort, but just to one. Yeah. So you'll be getting all the good feelings you have at the end of the week after you've listened to both podcasts. Yeah. You'll still have that. Yeah, for sure. You're just going to only need to listen to one because we feel like we should be spending more time kind of planning, organizing as we're getting, um, 
I don't know if you say more popular or whatever. Like yeah, as our fan base is growing. Yeah, we, we yeah, but we just we want to we want to bring you the best conversation we can. Yeah, and we th- we're thinking of interesting things. And, and one of those things is a say uh, uh, a topic that we'll bring up where you can even send us. Hey, you guys should talk about what do Mon- so if you're inside Montana and you think it's funny mm-hmm. the way Montanans think about ducks. I, I don't know, you know, whatever that subject is. Or if you're outside of Montana and you really want to know what do Montanans think of. Joe Biden, you know, like or, whatever. Or four-wheel drive trucks in, oh. instead of two-wheel drive trucks. You know those those people? So when yeah. I lived in Georgia, the second time I lived down in Georgia or down south, I went to go buy a truck. I'm in the I'm in the Army. Went to go buy a truck. Right. And I, I looked all over for a truck. And this is like beginning of internet, right? Mm-hmm. Like the internet's still not a huge thing. You still kind of drove around. You still looked in... The newspaper and things like that. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm driving around car dealerships down near Savannah, Georgia, and I'm looking for a four-wheel drive truck because I want to like, there's cool roads that you can like mm-hmm. dune buggy around in, right? You can right. you can mud in your truck. You can four by. Right. <laughs> so I found at the Chevy dealership, there was this whole line of trucks that had um, four by four stickers on the bed right oh. near the back of the truck. Okay. And so I went and I talked to the salesman. And I was like, well, I see that they're four-wheel drive, but I don't see where the shifter is, you know, mm-hmm. to like, you know, like in my Dodge now, it's just push button, but back then it wasn't, you right. know, and you usually just had like a, a lever on the the floorboard that you, you moved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see that. And it also, it looks like the wheels, the back, the, it's, it just doesn't look like a four-wheel drive truck, but this, the sticker says four, four by four. Yeah. And he's like, you're exactly right. <laughs> this is a two-wheel drive truck with a four by four sticker for fun and i'm like what and he goes yeah like what are you gonna nobody drives a four-wheel drive like you can't find them he's like the only ones we've ever had on this lot were dually like like the two wheels in the back mm-hmm. of the pickup mm-hmm. those were the only ones that were four-wheel drive jiminy and so like just down in savannah georgia and maybe it's changed now but 18 years ago you could not find a four by four pickup and so, yeah, that would be a great question. Like, what do Montanans think of this? What do they think of big lifted trucks? What do they think of yeah. uh, wigs? Any, we'll answer any of those questions. Yeah. Some of them may be silly and short answers, but we'll, we'll ta- we want to tackle it. We'll do our best. And I like that Yellowstone thing. You know, I've heard, when I heard that the people in Yellowstone spoke with accents, I was like, no, wrong. I'm not watching that show. I'm like, I heard, I heard they spoke with like Western accents, you know? And I'm like, we're not Western. Okay. We're basically Canadians. Actually. Yeah. You'll probably find th- So what they call our region and it's not just Montana, you right. know, Idaho, Wyoming, Dakotas, that kind of region. Yeah. We're like, as, as no, <laughs> no, none. Like, we just have none. I don't know what they call it, though, but, like, we just don't have an accent at all. Yeah, and I would call it, I mean, certain words, I guess, certain people would say, oh, we say bag or bat, whatever, wrong or weirdly. I get that, okay? But when I'm listening to the news, that they speak like I speak. Lots, you know? lots of people that want to be newscasters nationally move to our area to gain the dialect. Yeah. Because this is what people want to hear. We speak without any colorful... Without y'alls things. and y- you Yeah. And get over here. 
what's the thing we do say that I noticed the other day? Melanie said it, which was, uh, and Melanie is a very correct speaker. She mm-hmm. likes to enunciate, you mm-hmm. know, which is, I've always found that fascinating. Um, well, there was one you brought up a couple podcasts ago and I'd, you know, you know. That's remember? the one. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. That's the one. Instead Yo. of, you know, it's, we Yo. say, um, yo, yo, we're, yo. we're trying to say, you know, but we just don't have time for that end. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have time for it. Yo. You already know what I'm talking about. You know, you know, you know, yes. And so there's a few things like that, but you're going to find those like anywhere. And we can stop them. You know, if we're really thinking, you just speaking did. Chloe, you just did. Right. Yeah. I, you know, you know, you just did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I haven't watched the show. We're gonna have to. I'm sorry. I don't mind have it. To. You know, every because now and again. that's that's part of it too. Is we want to for for Montanans, we want to talk about things that are Montanan. Yeah, we like for this those stuff outside of Montana. Honestly, like we just want you to know what it's about, and maybe don't ask everybody you meet from Montana about horses, boots. And cowboy hats. Yeah, I mean, you can you like Yellowstone. People love answering questions about Yellowstone, about Glacier, because most Montanans have been to both. I haven't been to Glacier. Uh, ooh, I haven't been to Yellowstone. Oh, all right. Dang. Together we have both. We have yes, yeah. and so Glacier is kind of beautiful. I've never gone on the Going to the Sun Road, which is an amazing name for a road, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's it was closed down sometimes. It's so narrow and dangerous, but I've heard that it's just beautiful it's and just serene. Beautiful and gorgeous. I've never been on it either. And it, the the coolest pictures are when they open it up. Yeah, they take plows through, and they're like plowing off twelve feet of snow. Yeah, it's nuts. And the, people are driving through walls of snow. Like <laughs> yeah. when you look in California, and they're driving through redwood trees. Just imagine that white. Yeah, and that's kind of what you're. It's not a tunnel. It's open in the the top, but like it's like that. That just scale. Walls of white. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, yeah. There's a lot of cool things like, uh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say the difference between Yellowstone and Glacier, I had to explain this down in Florida because oh, uh-huh. they were like, oh, we want to go and see Yellowstone. And I was like, well, it's it's super touristy. You're talking about going in the summer. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into a lot of Asians. Mm-hmm. There's a ton, and I'm not even being racist. That's just lots of people from. They come on organized tour buses. Yeah, they so. come in huge organized tour buses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going, you know, actually lots of foreign. You're going to, Germans, Russians, you run into lots of different people there. Right. It's, you'll see lots of animals. Definitely see lots of animals, but you're going to be in like a crowd of people when that happens. It's like a zoo. Yeah. It's a, it's a zoo with no cages. Yeah, kind you'll of a see, dangerous zoo. You'll see bison. <laughs> Please don't call them buffalo. You'll see bison. Uh-huh. That's another Montana thing. Ah. Uh, bison and buffalo. Because they're not buffalo. They're bison. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you'll see elk. Maybe a bear or a wolf. But Glacier, that's where you're going to see every like magazine article about Montana without a doubt mm-hmm. has a picture from glacier in it oh yeah it's beautiful i did it without a doubt i did a wedding up there and i was just like awestruck like what it, it is it is <laughs> the it, it it definitely would be for anybody that's like a world traveler would be in their top 10 of most beautiful places on the planet yeah so and not as touristy you're actually no. going to run into more montanans if you go to glacier mm-hmm. there's more hiking involved less driving mm-hmm. and you the the animal you're most likely to see, this is not to scare anybody away, is a grizzly. That's the animal you're most likely to see. And then from a distance, you'll see sheep and, and mountain goat. Mm, yeah. And sometimes up close, but that's a little bit more rare. 
You'll, but you'll sheep, mountain goat, and grizzly bears. Yeah, and um, it's awesome. So you should go. But you know, well, that's going to be one of the things. Maybe we'll talk about. We're going to um, plan ahead. We're going to have these things that's, already that's thought the deal, of. Is you know? you, you've got an app for us now. The oh yeah, the um, Melanie. Um, <laughs> you give me a look like, what are you talking about? What are you talking like, about? I was like, no, dude, we just talked about this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was thinking about the. Um, the other app. That oh, yeah, about. gotcha. Yeah, so, um, so, no, Melanie turned me on to this thing called Trello, which is kind of uh, akin to Evernote and all these organizational apps that maybe you've heard of. But this one, I just decided to try it out. We, we weren't sure if there would be an iOS version because I'm using the cheap um, fourth generation or eighth generation iPad. and But there was. And it was like, hey, this is pretty popular too. It's got good reviews. And it's, I, I opened it right up made us some tasks or just some because we have conversations but sometimes those conversations can't get written down or i, I just can't remember and most it, of them happen 10 minutes after we were supposed to like stop meeting yep right about 10 minutes after we're like oh that's such a great idea and then we have 10 great ideas yep and then we see each other in a few days and nothing's happened in between but now we've got uh we've got the podcast planning board in the lbc workplace one of the little cards is things to do. One of them is what we're doing. And then the other things are the things that are done. Done. So we are working on interviews. We're, pre, we're pre-planning these subjects we're going we're to talk about. And we're, gonna, we're just going to zero in on Montana stuff because we think it's, it's interesting to us. Mm-hmm. We, we are the lens um, of Montana that we have available. So we're going to um, record our thoughts on the cool different things that people might want to know about. Um, one of them being like cowboy poetry. You ever been to a cowboy poetry contest? They're nuts. I, <laughs> I, I have not. I've heard of them. Mm. I have not been. It's like it cowboy. I want to talk about it right now, but I'll just wait. I just, I have so many yeah, things just to give, say. Give, you know, uh, it's just a teaser. Just a teaser. For things coming. Small towns that I would drive all the way. I would drive an hour out of the way just to get some of their local honey. Because I, I know that it's like real nice and light and delicate. There's like cool stuff that we can talk about. So we'll plan for those. Still going to wing it, you know. St- st- I mean, we're talking. We're not going to have like scripted podcasts. Non-scripted, yeah, yeah, but we'll have. Scripted. We'll do research. We're going to research our guests. We're going to research our topics. We're going to go to one podcast a week. And we're going to bring in, oh, we're going to bring in some editing. Some post-editing just as soon as we can. So I know we sound good now. I mean. Thanks for all the feedback of how good we sound. But we're going to sound better. Yeah. You know, we're going to like, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a hot knife made of butter. Well, I was going to say it's like putting butter directly into your ear holes. It's like having butter with your butter, like spreading another stick of butter with another stick of butter Mm. and just how smooth that would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like (laughs) just above body temperature. It, it's, it's 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 99 degrees yes right mm-hmm. like if you if you wrapped the butter around you it'd be a perfect blanket mm-hmm. and that it, butter you're gonna wrap that butter up and you're gonna like and then you're just gonna put it in a brandy glass and fill that and, with and consume it with southern comfort or some other smooth yeah. bourbon yeah, that's what, <laughs> so that's what this podcast is becoming <clears throat> It's going to be a glass full of uh, buttery whiskey, mm. basically. 
It's, it's, it sounds it sounds enticing to I, me. I feel like that might be a drink that we just made up, like, you know, like bullet butter, coffee. Butter whiskey. You know, you put, like, actual butter in some sort of bourbon, and then you put it in a blender, let's say. Okay. And then maybe you pour that over some brown sugar, maybe, let's mm. say. All right. Maybe that's on ice. You put a little cream in that thing. Have you ever deglazed your pan after cooking meat? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good pan sauce. Red, red wine, right? Uh-huh. And so I I went down to um, the the wine shop just down the road from us here, and I, I right by two J's yeah right by two J's like cellars yeah something cellars. vintage vintage cellars. cellars there you go good one great wine selection and they're they're the most helpful people ever they care yeah and so I I always just walk in and I say hey this is what I'm having for dinner what do you recommend and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll point me to well they'll usually say like what's your budget. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, okay, well, that's good with this or this. Which do you like? And I'll be like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, okay, would well, you like dry or sweet? You know, and, and so they just narrow it down. And I just said, hey, I want the best cooking wine mm-hmm. like you can realistically buy. You know, like not like a hundred, I'm not talking a hundred dollars, but if you were like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be reasonable, but I'm going to buy the best, what mm-hmm. would it be? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like an 18 dollar bottle of wine okay like that's that's not horrible at all yeah. it's not a four dollar box but 18 bucks isn't bad for a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and so anyway last night i cooked up some elk steaks and these little chunks of deer meat mm-hmm. and I, I always oil my pan cook them until they're like they get a few little black you know little chars on the outside if you don't know how to cook a steak like that you gotta sear uh-huh. gotta sear so i seared them all and then i threw them in the oven just to like warm up the internal temperature and while that was going on, I wanted to try a new deglaze, right? Where mm-hmm. typically you just kind of pour the wine in and you scrape the pan. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can add a little sugar towards the end. You let it reduce. Well, I instantly added like like a stick of butter. Yeah, man. Like instantly. Uh-huh. And then it, di- it wasn't thickening for me like I really wanted. And so um, I added some flour to try to you know, thicken it up. You get a little roux going there, huh? <sighs> yeah. It, and I, what I have to say is like, I, I think I added the butter too soon. Okay. Cause then it started separating. Okay. And I'm just telling you, like if, if, if you're trying mm-hmm. or if you've got any advice for me the next time, mm-hmm. um, I've done some deglazes before my favorite and you and I have talked about is just a balsamic vinaigrette mm-hmm. reduction. Yeah. It, it makes your house smell horrible. It is the best thing on my steak. It is so amazing. But mm-hmm. my wife didn't want the house smelling, and so I tried this red wine deglaze, and it just didn't work. It didn't work. It ended up separating. So there was, like, like buttery oil on the top and then, like, yeah. chunky wine on the bottom. It just wasn't good. You know, it sounds like, um, yeah, so if you're searing a steak, um, what I would do is um, get – wipe out the pan you know what i mean get most of in the char the black stuff out of there or mm-hmm. even clean the pan so this is a way to just do it within a clean pan okay um i would get some onions or some shallots mm-hmm. um with a, maybe you know a little oil or butter or something like that um just and then some garlic mm-hmm. um and then you put in some uh maybe either beef or chicken stock whatever you like just okay. a bit you know what i mean and put it in, uh, if you can get it in that concentrate form you know in those old jars yep you know what i'm talking about i know you, what you're talking you about you just take a scoop of that okay and you just put it right in the pan to kind of like give it that 30 seconds even just in the goopy form mm-hmm. then add maybe you know like a fourth or a half cup of hot water 
to that concoction with a little bit of salt and pepper in there and let that reduce. And so you've got all that. that will, and then as a piece de resistance, you add a little bit of stone or just that nice, uh, not the yellow mustard, but the other more fancy kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. grey poupon. I have some. Yep. A little bit of that to finish it off because that's going to be the, the ending tanginess, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's what, that recently I, I did like a little pan thing with that, with some steak. And I remember thinking, I don't want some mustard on my steak. This is stupid. But it ended up being really good. I mean, with the shallots and the butter and the garlic, it was like, whoa. It just kind of added, it was like adding mustard to a ma- homemade macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, it just gives it that zing. Just a little zing, mm-hmm. little zing. Yep. Uh, I have to tell you, I, I, as I realize I'm messing this up, which I still tried it on the steak. I didn't just waste it. Yeah. I, oh. I tried like just like the top little butter part, Let's put see. it on a couple little bits, mm-hmm. and then I got down into the chunky wine part and put a little bits on. It wasn't horrible. Okay. But while I knew I was messing it up, I then Googled like, what could I do with my deglaze kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. And what you just described... Almost to a T, aside from water, it, mm-hmm. the water was wine. You know, maybe, oh, Je- sure. maybe Jesus got a hold of the water, right? Okay. And uh, that literally, everything you just described. Cool. I mean, oh, and the mustard. You added the mustard. Yeah. And but that's like a, the, that wasn't in that recipe either. I, but I, the, one I, the one I looked up while I'm like realizing mm-hmm. I'm messing this up, yeah. pretty much said everything you just did. Oh, yeah. I would either the wine or the mustard because I'm thinking about that flavor profile. You know, you have... Yeah, I think it would have to be one or the other. Yeah. You don't want to do wine and mustard. I mean, maybe try it, but I th- I'm just thinking it might throw it out of balance. But they, they definitely said add some kind of stock to it mm-hmm. and Vegetable. onions and garlic and, and things like that, right? And, and Any sort um, of stock. And that would help like thicken it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives it, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to say gluten, but that's not what I mean. But the stuff that's in the, the joints and the marrow uh, of the of the animal that you're putting in there. And maybe there's that in vegetables too, but like that is what then ends up thickening it. Is like the... Collagen, you mean? Go, ah, you got it. Whoa. I was getting ready to say it. Oh, you got it. Didn't even know if that word was the right one. That was, is. That is. You did good. You ever just know that eighth grade um, earth science or life science paid off? You know, just you don't remember any of it, but you know it paid off. Okay. <laughs> so this is funny that you're bringing this up because once I got, I haven't as an adult used, and I, people say this all the time, but I haven't used like algebra, right? Mm-hmm. I've used complex multiplication, division, there's been times that when like woodworking and stuff, I have to use some of the like trigonometry type things with measuring and angles and triangles and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But n- not A plus B equals C. Like I, I haven't had to do much of that as, yeah. as an adult working normal adult jobs. Yeah. Earth science though? Yeah. History class? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those actually have come in handy. To know things. And just like now, in this conversation, you're like collagen, boom. <laughs> and, and, and you threw it down. And that's from flipping eighth grade, mm-hmm. right? Most likely. I don't. Um, for me, I've, I've, you know, there's been other things since then, but that's that was kind of the basis for it. And there's been other times where like, oh yeah, we're at like the rocket launch. I can't remember exactly what came up, but I'm like, I remember this from like middle school, things that we were, you know, talking about and discussing. And well, no, that's what, that's what it was. When the rocket, uh, the SpaceX a booster rocket like shoots up into the air it seems as though it's moving 
so it was about a mile away, and it would it then like came over us, and then went past us. But it's trying to go like, of course, a straight line is going to be faster, right? So Just to get straight out of up. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the Earth is rotating underneath it. Ah, that's so cool, right? And so it ends up being like almost over us, but it is going straight. We're the ones moving. It was the coolest thing, but that's all from like eighth, ninth grade. Man, the mo- the, the Earth's moving so quick too. So what a cool thing. And I, I bet you could almost do the math, too, because it was almost right above us when we lost sight of it. You could figure out how fast the Earth is moving based on that, right? Oh, I bet you could. You know? And so that that may get into the A plus B uh-huh. kind of things. but uh, Sounds like physics yeah. or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's uh, like above my head for sure. But yeah, that's that's. I, I like that you brought that up because you there are certain things in school that you do use later. Mm-hmm. And school out the, in Montana... I mean, school was different. I actually, you went to school in different states. I went to school in different states. And I actually remember a very distinct difference. And one of the things that I guess we can bring up, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we got, okay, we're, we got a few We should be good still. on time, yep. Um, I remember the, and I'm sorry, because my kids actually went to school here in, in Great Falls and they had the opposite experience. But growing up, <laughs> right. I remember having the best school lunches made by, like what looked like sweet little old ladies mm-hmm. who I could tell were making it from scratch. Mm-hmm. And every day that it was stromboli day, or if I knew there was apple crisp on the menu, or if they had made their rolls and they had mixed together that one mixture of ranch dressing that only tasted that good. I, you can't find ranch dressing that tastes that good. Certain bars in Montana do it. They do it just like... <sighs> The lunch lady you're talking about. Yeah, man. Okay, so I have to tell you, it's because you went to Sims. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was in Glasgow, uh, northeastern Montana, you you guys uh, listening can Google Glasgow, Montana. It's the middle of nowhere, Montana, or middle of nowhere, America. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was a town that we actually lived in called Nashua. It's about 11 miles due east on Highway 2 from, Mm -hmm. from Glasgow. That school from... First to 12th grade had 80 students. Yeah. 100, maybe. Very close to Sims. Very close to Sims. Mm -hmm. They had, I then put in my schedule as youth pastor to try to eat lunch with students in Nashua at least once a month. Oh my. Because the school lunch was unbelievable. Yes. And they got to like... I remember in a bigger school, and not even huge, in Belgrade, Montana, you got your tray and that's it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we had it was maybe a level above the average school lunch, but it, it wasn't the Nashua or the Sims lunch. Mm-hmm. You also, in Nashua or Sims, you can go up as many times as you want. Yeah. As many times. It's your favorite day. You're like, I need seven more rolls, please. Yes. And I remember so distinctly, like, when I first got there, I was the biggest nerd like I was an outcast and there were these huge like high schoolers that were so cool and just mean and and just scary but when they went up and asked for seconds it was like what a lovely what a lovely lunch today ladies um if there's any any more for seconds I'd I'd love a extra helping yeah and I was like he doesn't talk like that. <laughs> that guy's a menace. He had three sentences there, not a single one with a cuss word in it. What? That's and he crazy. did not make fun of any of them. I didn't know his voice went up that high. <laughs> I thought he talked like this, you little dirtbag. <laughs> but what I noticed, I went, uh, I moved down south in second grade, 
and they said I actually ended up going into advanced what they call it sore or something right where like one day a week I went to advanced math and English and mm. stuff with all the smart kids yeah because we were a couple grades above what they were doing down south uh-huh. for coming from Montana yep I remember. so we're a little bit of Ahead, and I th- actually think in the smaller the town you get in Montana, the further ahead they're going to be. Yeah, because what happens is is smaller class sizes, man. Well, smaller class sizes, but my math teacher, Mister Higgins, shout out, Mister Higgins, Higgins, Lo- love you, bro. Um, he was a he was a terrible teacher when I was in school. By the way, I just I gave that. <laughs> okay, uh, 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 take back the shout out. No, I still love him. He's a great guy. Um. He was just so mean to me. Oh, my gosh, because I was terrible at math at the time. And he would poke <laughs> me right in my shoulder. Like, you better get it together. Anyways, it still hurts, by the way. <laughs> um, so what, what, what he explained to me, actually, because I would love to ask him off-topic questions, Mr. Higgins. Oh, that was my favorite thing, because he would answer anything off-topic. And that means we're not learning math, by the way. That was the trick. Backfired, because I was terrible at math, right? Um, but what he did answer that was so interesting one time was, uh, the, the small schools, like we're talking about the ones that have like a hundred kids or whatever, those are the most sought after for certain teachers because on their 30 grand a year or whatever it is that they pay them, they can actually buy a really nice house, maybe, yep. maybe downtown Yep. because <laughs> there's only two houses downtown and it's, mm, yeah. And they, they, he says, we love it. I mean, we get to do what we love. Small class sizes, like you said, but our our dollar goes a long ways. Like we can we can be proud of our profession and live as adults with only one job, yep. and that being enough because yep. we do work really hard. And I was like, whoa, I never thought of it like that. And so, yeah, Montana isn't high on the list of of average salary for teachers across the nation. I don't know where it sits, and maybe that's some research we could do. Yeah, I'm not sure, but. You're exactly right. I would say the the smaller town you get into, the more desirable they have for positions like nurses, school teachers, mechanics. You know, when you have a trade skill or or uh, any kind of experience like that. I know in Wolf Point, which is on uh, the Indian Reservation up in northeastern Montana. Oh yeah, they give you housing. Yes, like with so you get the normal Montana salary. You sign like a two-year contract with them, and you they give you a house and pay for your utilities. Yeah, because you're living in the middle because, of no place. Yeah, th- there's there's not a Walmart within uh-huh. four hours. There's not, yeah, what do you call that? Modern conveniences. Yeah. You, you, you still have station. internet. You still can Amazon anything you want. It, it does take a day longer than what, there's no drones flying stuff to your doorstep yeah. in, in Wolf Point, Montana. There's no two-day delivery. But yeah, if you're outside of Montana, and this this will be a teaser for what we think of outside, like the, the lots of Californians moving here, mm-hmm. Oregonians, mm-hmm. Washingtonians, Idahoans, Idahoans, not as many of them. Uh, nah, they're good on this state. I've met a few people actually from the eastern seaboard as well, D.C., New York, areas like that. Yeah, we have a lot of people kind of moving here. Mm-hmm. And we have to, you know what I mean? Like we don't, if our population is going to grow, you got to move from somewhere else. We want to hit this subject of what we think of them. But anyway, uh, I don't think you'll gain anything from this. If you're outside of Montana looking to move here, I would say look look for those smaller towns outside of the big towns. So for Great Falls, it would be like Sims, Vaughn, Belt, Cascade. Mm -hmm. You could actually, depending on your skill... 
uh, you, you could you could maybe make the same amount of money, but your house is going to cost less. You're going to know every customer by name. They're going to know you. It's 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 the most unique thing mm-hmm. living in a small town in in Montana. Yeah, people like doing it that make a ton of money that could that can work from home, or if you have your own business that works from home. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of people that live. So there's a canyon in between Great Falls and Helena. Yeah, I used to. Lots of people live in that canyon that do that 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 work from home and don't need to. I want to live in that canyon. Oh yeah, you (laughs) and I, you and I should buy a a two house property. Yeah. Or even like I would buy like a tiny vacation shack, like right on right. the river and, and out there. Maybe we just timeshare it, yeah. right? The first two weeks of the month are yours, second two weeks are mine, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just timeshare it yeah. and Airbnb it when we're not using it. Yes, that's what I want to do. Boom, we'll just build a um, a straw hut out there and call it like the real Montana experience, and mm-hmm. we'll just give we'll force people to wear cowboy hats or they can't go and come in the bars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did we finish the cowboy hat talk? We'll never finish the cowboy hat talk because I'm still I'm still looking for. I mean, I have a fedora in the garage that I used to wear. So what I wanted to say, one thing I, I wanted to make sure I said is I've met real cowboys. We still have real cowboys in Montana. They exist, and they're mad at us right now. Well, not, I don't want them to be mad because I I would say the reason that I don't feel like I can wear a cowboy hat is my respect for them. Well, sure, yeah. Like, what they do, I uh, so there's a ranch here in Montana um, like, owned by the Wilkes Brothers. Oh, yeah. The largest, well, actually, I think now they're the second largest private landowners in Montana. I think there was another ranch just bought recently kind of near Butte area that's even bigger than that. Jeez. But uh, it's a very, very large piece of property that I got to hunt on because I'm a disabled vet. Mm-hmm. I met their ranch manager... And they literally have people living in cabins in corners of this ranch mm-hmm. 365 days a year. And what they, like their job title is cowboy. Mm-hmm. They manage cattle. They fix fences. They, they, they shoot coyotes, you know, yep. like, they, like exist. They, they are legit cowboys. Mm-hmm. They have a gun with them every day. <laughs> they probably shoot something. Every day, they, mm-hmm. they handle badgers and porcupines and gophers and, like, like what they do, they don't get paid a ton, but they get a free house and usually, like, a half a cow uh, is kind of <laughs> why they do it. And, they and also, they have such a desire to ride horses and four-wheelers and ATVs and, and, and do that kind of work. Yeah, they it's the poetry of the life, man. They and they're going to gonna live have, on the Ponderosa. They're going to have a handkerchief. That was the other thing you didn't mention. Oh, the handkerchief. The handkerchief, like, is he, it's around their neck when it's dusty. I bought one of those. I can't oh. find it. Like, they actually use handkerchiefs. And don't, when when you, like, sneeze or something, don't borrow theirs. No. They but, have done the worst of things to that. Yeah. And they don't care. You should not. They should not have it around their neck in public. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross what they do to those things. I saw another guy wearing like, he, he was a mix of uh, like Western and Harley, you know, those mm, types. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was wearing a bright purple one. Mm. And I was like, what? I guess still, it doesn't make no sense. Well, and we talked about that at one point, the, the weird effeminate things that go along with one of the manliest jobs right when yeah. they're, when they're, they have like these bright colored though we wear pink shirts 
while they're out like yeah. mending fence and tackling cows. And the stereotypical cowboy or rancher type, and I'm saying stereotypical because there's a ton that don't think this way at all. Right, right. Um, those people are typically like certain levels of homophobic like they don't like that stuff at all and, yeah and they're always trying to prove their manhood and man this and horse that and shoot that thing and, and then they have a pastel little frilly hanker silk handkerchief yeah around their neck yeah or a wrist or, or in their pocket or yeah, yeah. super useful i understand it it's just it's I'm just noticing it's weird. It you is. know, yeah. why doesn't everyone have some with like horses on it? And this is not to give them any kind of excuse, <laughs> I'm but it's definitely cute. how they were raised mm-hmm. was to be homophobic. Yeah. Uh, much like down South that you have w- some white folk that are in their thirties. It's definitely ignorance that mm-hmm. keeps them there. But what mm-hmm. got them there was the culture they were raised in. Yeah, someone above right. them was like, the person in charge of telling them what's what with everything in life was also like, you should not like these people. Yeah, the people that woke <laughs> them up at four in the morning to go milk cows or you know whatever they were going to do <clears throat> did not like, and I'm, I'm not trying to be crass, did not like the gays Yeah, and, and what they were doing to society and mm-hmm. whatever. And Joe and I are in complete agreement that they are wrong. Yeah, those are wrong people. <laughs> those, are, those are wrong views, but... Again, not to give them excuse, it was how they were raised. Now, to stay in that as they become adults and free thinkers, mm, that's yeah. that's more ignorance. That's a choice. That, that's a choice they're making. And we know so, plenty of these people that yeah. do not think that. They're totally, you know, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. Ranchers and cowboys that, that are have, have learned to think on their own. Mm-hmm. And I would almost say, like, ed- educated, you know, sure, like, sure. like accepting of new information to change their old ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. Oh, just the cowboys. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got, um, my favorite ones are the foreign cowboys because most of the people working on ranches in Montana are not from this country. So the one I was thinking of in particular, <laughs> he was from Mexico. That's yeah. where he was born. But he, it, like, mm-hmm. not a lick of like Spanish accent came out of him. Like mm-hmm. it sounded just like you and I talking, but he was, from Mexico and had lived on this ranch for, he had changed owners. So it was a long time. Like yeah. he had worked for the previous owner in the same house, yep. cabin, wood, mm-hmm. wood burning stove. And we can get into why, you know, because you're thinking, well, isn't it a bunch of, weren't we just talking about like, uh, kind of racist white people and cowboys and that whole stereotype? Uh, nope, we weren't. Not just that. There's most of the cowboys that are working today are not white or even from this country. Yep. <laughs> So. And and I have I have a friend that's a a farmer, and the people that would come the the seasonal workers when he had to harvest mm-hmm. were from South Africa. Darn right! Oh yeah, I met a they were South, super, South Africans. I met a super interesting South African guy looking uh, for a ranch job. Mm-hmm. He had just moved here, and it, it was so. Oh, I'm going to tell that story on another podcast, but it's just so interesting. You know what you you think you know what you think you know until you don't. Okay, so there, there was a few things we're going to make. I, I, we will keep talking about this, and we have a, a hard stop. We do. And so I said there was like four things, and I, I think we've mentioned like two of them. We're going to go to one starting next week. Our next podcast is going to be Preston and John, who we were supposed to record with last week. Things didn't work out. So we're going to record with them this weekend, and so our release date will be Thursday. We've decided on that, right? Yep. So, so when you're listening to this one is Thursday, 
now you got to wait a week. Yep. And that'll be the next episode 61 will be John Harris, Preston Bloodworth from BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. They love... Uh, well, you've heard them before. John was on twice. Preston was episode seven, I think. Yeah. But they love Star Wars, lightsabers, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, music. Like, there's so much to these two. We're so excited to have them back on. They're like a couple of onions. Yeah. And we're hoping that you're going to see, when we talk about bringing you the best conversation, we hope these will be a great contrast because you can go back and listen to how we interviewed them before Mm. and what this interview is going to sound like. And that's what you're going to expect to, we're going to just continue to improve. Yeah. And that's our whole goal. We're going to continue to improve. The other thing is uh, a local bar here in town. We are so close. We're in talks. We're so close. We're in talks. We're going to have a, I think weekly on Tuesdays, trivia night mm-hmm. we, we will we will release if we're hoping to find out before we record the next podcast and so the next podcast listen for what bar what time and for sure what day yeah but right now just clear your tuesday evening yeah and if you are like oh no it's only gonna be one podcast a week and you're local we'll just come say hi and do some trivia with because us. <laughs> we would normally have a podcast releasing on tuesday yep. well you can still come listen to us on tuesday if you're local yeah we're still making ourselves and you'll available. still you'll still get that and the whole point of that as well is we're hoping that this helps uh up our game yep as joe said we're going to try to do some post editing and things like that well a lot of our equipment and, and things we do they're not free and so we have to have have income to be able to do that and that's that's part of it as well so yeah, we have uh, food coming out around town. Oh, yeah. That will be like named after the podcast at multiple locations. At least two signature dishes coming two out. Two signature dishes coming out in town. One of them we've told you about at the Keller Geist. We're going to have a crepe, yep. and that'll be coming out. And then the other one we haven't told you about, we're not, we're not going to tell you Mm-mm. yet. Mm-mm. You could probably guess. You yeah. can take as many guesses as you want. Don't try. But we have a signature meal coming out, oh, and we're excited about that. It's going to be good. Yeah. I think that was everything. You know, if we're missing something, we'll cover it in the next podcast when we're talking with John and Preston. Hey, nice job with the affiliate links, by the way. I saw them there. They existed. So there's affiliate links from the last podcast that you can click on. Yeah. And so I've the last maybe five podcasts I've made sure to put in the bottom, you can go down there and, and the... the un- I hope you know that when something's underlined on a website or whatever, you can click it, uh, or it's usually blue. If you see that, that'll take you to the website, and then as you go to the checkout, just use the code next to it. Mm-hmm. So you'll see Alpen Fuel and Absolute Aid, and those right now are two discounts we're sending to you. And and like legit, it's it's just people that have partnered with us that want to offer our listeners specifically extra discounts yep. for us sending them there. Yep. So it's products that hopefully you're going to use anyway, you're mm-hmm. going to love, mm-hmm. and you, you save either 10 or 15%, uh, depending. 15% at Alpen Fuel and 10% at Absolute Aid. Yeah, man. Check them out. You're welcome. And uh, again, nice work on the affiliate links. We always make yeah. fun that we're going to put them in there, and we just don't. But you've been on the ball, man. You've been tightening it up yep. already. Okay. I think that's it. I feel good. I feel good. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.